Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we invited Carolina Pan as our guest. Caro is a mother of three and has been a fitness instructor for a number of years now. Fitness is a passion of hers that she discovered while traversing her journey with diabetes. We invited her today because we want our listeners to hear her story and how she manages her condition while maintaining a very active lifestyle. And just a little background for our listeners. Diabetes is one of the main causes of disability and death in the Latino community. My husband, who's an epidemiologist at Kaiser Permanente and an expert in diabetes in the Latino community, tells me that Latinos are the ethnic group most affected by diabetes. Nearly one in four Latinos are affected by this disease, which is about double compared to white adults. As Latinos, our diets are not very diabetes friendly. And in fact, many of us know at least one family member who has diabetes and we know our culture doesn't teach us much about this disease. So thank you, Carol, for being here today and for sharing your story and for being vulnerable and telling it, you know, telling us all about how it's been for you. Welcome. Hi. Um, yes, I'm glad to be on here and talk about my diabetes. Um, so it has been the journey. Just put it I like bet. people yeah. don't know. Here I go with my emotions. No, no. So um, let me start off by saying that diabetes have, has made me, personally me, a stronger woman in general. Um, I feel like God gives you something that is for you because you can handle it because it's going to change your life in a positive way. Um, it's helped me see that food can either make you or break you. Um, wow. It's not just for diabetics. This right. is in general, right? But because right. of my diabetes, I have to be much more careful, right? So it's helped me in that sense. And it's helped me to help others who are type one diabetics or type two diabetics, help them live a healthy lifestyle, a normal lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with diabetes as long as you take care of it. Thank uh, you for saying that and for sh and starting up like that because I want, you know, we want this conversation to be real. We want to hear your story. Um, I know you grew up in the Bay Area, a lot of Latinos, um, Hayward to be in fact. I actually know Caro since we were in high school um, back in Mount Eden and, um, I'm a little, I'm a little older than her, but still, I know, I know how, um, vocal you've been with your story. And, uh, you know, I told the girls, I'm like, we should have Carol. She has a great story and a very inspiring story. So thank you for being here today. Um, I want to start off by asking you like, how old were you when you were diagnosed and what type of diabetes you were diagnosed with? So I was, um, 15 when I was diagnosed. Um, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in uh, January. Um, I was in a diabetic coma. I literally no, almost didn't survive it. Um, that was, that's how bad it was. Um, and, um, um, I'm sorry. What was your other question? How old I was? Yeah. So you said you were 15 when you were first diagnosed. And, uh, I guess tell us about that. Like how, how, 
you, uh, how did it, um, how did it start or how were you first diagnosed and what type of diabetes? So mine is a type one type one is an autoimmune, um, disease, which means that there was no stopping it. Right. So if autoimmune diseases such as asthma, lupus, all that run in your family, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, um, it's something, it's a virus that shuts your pancreas, right? So it's not because I was eating bad. It's not because I wasn't exercising. It's, it's because a virus attacked my pancreas, shut it down. And there we go. Right. The, I had every symptom that a diabetic has that doesn't know they're diabetic, but we didn't know about it. I, I didn't know. My mom didn't know. We were just like, Oh, she's losing weight because she's, you know, wanting, I'm 15 in high school. I want to be smaller. She's drinking all this water because she wants to be healthier. You know, I'm getting to this high school stage. So my mom's thinking like, oh, you know, and then it got to a point where I got sick as if I had the, um, the flu, like stomach flu, because I was throwing up. And so the doctors, of course, telling my mom, um, you know, it's a stomach flu, give her some ginger ale. And I love soda. So I was like, Ooh, yeah. So I kept drinking soda, crackers, soda, crackers, soda, crackers. This, so the point where I get the throwing up part and the, that part, it lasts, it took about a couple months. It wasn't right away, but yeah. I did have all those symptoms of like tired and just, you know, thirsty and peeing a lot and so on and so forth. Um, that part, when they got to that point, it only took about one, 24 hours before I was screaming my lungs off in the middle of the night. Um, my mom even had the pastor come because I was so sick and I'm like, yeah, this is not normal. And my mom's telling them like, you know, so anyways, I was screaming my lungs off. I couldn't breathe anymore. My, it was hurting right, right by my ribs to breathe. And then my dad just rushed me to St. Rose. Um, right there on Hayward. Um, he just took me. That's all I remember. I don't remember getting to the hospital. I don't remember them putting me on the bed. I don't remember anything aside from him putting me in the car in the back seat, just laid me in the back seat and took me. That's it. And then I remember waking up and I had the oxygen mask and I was like, what's going on? on? That must yeah. have been so scary. Oh my yeah, God. So it was definitely like, uh, crazy experience. I was in the hospital for about a month. Um, and then I'll be honest with you, my mom, I'm, let me not get, I'm way ahead of myself. I'm getting to the other questions. Sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> if it flows, you go for it. it, it that kind of does flow because you know, my, when leaving the hospital, it, it's weird. Like, like I always say, God doesn't give you something you can't handle because from the day I left the hospital, to now, to today, and my mom still says it to this day. She's like, I've never had to really help you with diabetes, with the diabetes. Uh -huh. I've always taken control of it. Like mm -hmm. I, I did my shots. I did my food. I did everything. Like she never, the only thing that she had to deal with here and there was my lows, right? So I'd get a low, you get shaky. She needs to go grab me the orange juice in the middle of the night, maybe. But aside from that, she's never... I've never been upset. I've never said, why me? You know, I just kind of like took control and just went with the flow. And here I am at almost 39 with three kids, three kids, three healthy kids who 
came out without having breathing problems, without having to be in incubators, without me leaving the hospital right away, exercising. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Later, you know, we're talking about three weeks later, but six weeks later. I mean, it's just, you know, but it takes work, right? So that's what right. people understand. Like, I wanted kids, right? But I knew because as a diabetic, there would be consequences if I didn't take care of myself. I was like, okay, I got to take care of myself, right? So that's what I did. The more you take care of yourself before pregnancy, the better pregnancy and more healthier ending you'll have, right? So I've luckily had been able to do that. And um, it's led me to be where I'm at now as a fitness trainer. I've been a fitness trainer now 11 years and diabetes was a part of it. But um, me working at a desk nine to five, just was not me. Those I was like, well, we're going to not yeah. do this for the rest of our lives. So we're going to figure yeah. this out. Um, after I had my daughter, I gained like 80 pounds and I, I started going with the trainer. I started working out twice a day. I was just on it going, going, going. He's like, why mm-hmm. don't you just like help people? Cause everybody's looking at you at the gym. Like, dang, what is she? Like, she just was one person here two months later. She's like, looks like a whole different person. I'm like, no, I can't be a trainer. That's I'm like, I am not going to work for 24 hour fitness. I got a business degree. I have things to do in life. Okay. Like this is not yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I got laid off. I was like, Oh, look, I got laid off. So you spoke and the universe was like, all right, homie, I'm going to give you, I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going <laughs> to give you anything you cannot handle. And I'm sure right. you can handle this because you've been asking for a solution and here we go. Right. Let's do it. And I got laid off. And after I got laid off, I stayed home, <clears throat> excuse me, with my daughter who was, how old was she? She was like 11 months. And I stayed home with her until she was two. I told the trainer, I said, you know, I'm considering, maybe I'll do it. I said, I was like, what do I have to do? And he's like, well, here's the book. Here's what you have to study. Take this test. And the, it was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, okay. This is a lot of information. Yeah. But, um, I did it. I studied and I worked my butt off to get to where I wanted to be. And then in November of 2011, I became a trainer and I said, if this first year of me being a trainer doesn't work, it's not for me. And Mm -hmm. I was flying through the roof the first year. It was like, I couldn't even keep my books. Not, there was no space, put it like that. So I said, oh. So maybe this is for me then, you know, I'm just like, until this day, I have clients who've been with me since 2012. So I, it's, it was a calling I see in many ways. I've helped many diabetics. I've helped a lot of type ones, a lot of type twos, Um, a lot of people. Why I start mentioning more on Instagram and social media is because people see me and they don't see that. Right. They see me, they see me up pretty Carolina always happy and always and just energetic out and, mm-hmm. but there's another side of me right that and it's not like why do I have diabetes no it's because I have it and it's a job so it's another job I have right being yeah. pregnant is a job going to work is a job and now we have diabetes which is another job another job so it's a lot you know I just hand the way I handle it is just it, it matters how you handle things in life it really does um, long story short, my daughter was diagnosed with it as well at nine. Oh, right? okay. So my daughter's very quiet about it though, because she, you know, she's still young. She's only 13. Yeah. So she's like, but she was nine. And because her mom 
had every symptom she had. And then it got to a point where she was throwing up. I was like, this you knew. is way too familiar. This just right. doesn't, this, and I'm thinking in my head, no way, it can't be. No, you know, as a mom, you know, like, no way, no way. And then she said she started having pain right here. I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so I told my husband, I said, I'm going to check her sugar. I said, and if it's where it's at, I, I, I got I to gotta go. Like, I'm going to take her. And it was there. It wasn't a, it wasn't coma yet, but it was, if I would have let her stay through the night, probably would have been. So I rushed her to Sally Andrew Kaiser, and there we go. She was she was up there, and she's the type one with me now. So we use the same medication. We do everything the same. I kind of see me and her a lot, but there, there are differences because we're two different people, right? But she's seen me since day one, and she's seen how strong I've been and how how I take control of it and how, you know, she just, I, I've been a good, um, a good, uh, example for her. So she was only in the hospital for a week. Um, and she's been able to maintain it not as well as I did, but she was also younger. So, you know, your, your maturity level is not hundred yeah. percent yet there. So, yeah. but now as she's getting older and she's 13 now, she's starting to be a little more mindful about her choices of food. And, you know, and I always said, I'm not going to deprive her from wanting teenage food what you know what kids want you know yeah yeah but I always make sure and tell her you know just make sure you put enough insulin and you take care of it and blah 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 so so yeah so now I have me and my daughter that I gotta watch yeah talk take care of but she she's helped me to help she's helped me to trust her when she does what she does you know what she does she's gained the trust of diabetes with me you know well, that, well, that's good. And it was kind of like a blessing in disguise, I'd like to say, because, uh, you know, she had you now to kind of teach, her, teach her navigate this this journey for her, right. too. Um, I want to take it a little bit back to how you said, like, you you know, your your mom didn't really, like, step in or she said, like, you know, I, she didn't have to because it sounds like from day one, like, you did the research, you, you, you were disciplined in, enough to, like, at age 15, learn about this. How am I going to, you know, live my life with this, with this, um, diagnosis? Um, so I, I guess my question for you now is, um, you know, what, what, as you were growing up and being, uh, you know, that teenager and into adulthood, did you, because of this, and I, I, I want to say that you were disciplined enough to, to face those challenges, but did you face any challenges be- when you were growing up and you were being a teenager and you were becoming an adult, any challenges that you faced because of this condition that you, and how did you overcome those? Um, so this is what this it's crazy because I follow a few diet type one diabetics who have their diabetes under control. And the number one thing I always say, and this is what's gotten me through life without having too many troubles is, and this goes for everything you do, any medical condition you have until you accept what you have, you will never live a full life. Right? Like, and I say that because I've had clients myself that are type ones and until I said that to them, they're like, oh, you know what? I don't think I've accepted what I have. I said, you have it because I can tell by the way you speak. You, you speak as if you don't have it or you're in denial, right? So until you accept what you have, you're never going to live that full life that you want to live, right? So and that's like I said, I, I guess I was just thankful to live. That I said, I walked out that hospital and I said, you know what? I'm taking control of this. 
and and we're just going to move on and we're going to just roll with it. Right. And that's what I did. I mean, the, I would say the only thing I had that was a little hard sometimes was, you know, when you get to that age of like being able to go to the clubs and stuff and then like my sugar runs low. I've had friends that had to run across the club to the bar and grab orange juice for me or, you know, <laughs> things like good that. Friends. So, good right. friends. Good friends. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, guys, give me, give me that orange juice is happening right now. But right. hold on. Hold on. I'm still, I'm still dancing a bit, but do grab me that juice. Right. <laughs> go, go get it now. And so, and, and we crack up about that sometimes, but yeah, no, I mean, that's really it. But I, I feel because I, because I accepted what I have, from day one, it's made me the person I am today. But don't get me wrong. Till this day, sometimes I'll be like, if I'm running low or something, and I'm and you you feel a certain way, and I'm like, oh, I'm so over this. You know that? Yeah. That. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. It's it's right. It's, it's normal human behavior, right? Like right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't accept what I have. But I was like, ugh. Or my husband will be like, check your sugar because you're talking weird. <laughs> you know, like he's not, he knows me now to the, yeah, he knows yeah. more sometimes than me, than myself. So I'm like, um, so anywho, so yeah, so it, I, I've had my ups and downs and the way I manage it is just, my whole thing is staying positive. I just got to stay positive because there can be worse things in life. I could not be here. What about, how about that? How about I almost died? So let's just say I'm here and there's a reason I'm here. And if it's to help other people, if it's to, you know, I was freaked out when I got pregnant at 38 because not just because I'm 38, oh yeah, because I'm 38, but because I'm diabetic. So now we're going high risk because you're 38, high risk because I'm diabetic. All these things, right? In your mind, like, I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? And I have two other kids. I'm like, Oh God, you know, so, but look at me now we're here now. Right. So I'm like, yeah, you know, and for everyone yeah. that's, for everyone that's tuning in right now to our podcast, you barely heard some cooing, but Carolina sitting here with her little baby, three month old son, three month young son. And, um, we just found out that she, that her baby boy and my daughter have the same birthday. So she's sitting here with her little baby. He is acting so well. He just wants to be with mommy. Yes. So if you here. Yeah. So if you're hearing the cooing, is him saying, "Yeah, mom, you, you're doing it, mommy. Gracias." You know, you got this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, a, like holding on real hard to my thumb. Yeah. So is. cute. So cute. Um. So I, I guess my my last question to you, Gato, uh, yeah. is now now that you we know that you know you're a parent as well uh, of someone who's who's going through this and who was yeah. diagnosed. What, what words of advice or what advice would you give to a parent that, you know, their child was recently diagnosed and then them themselves don't know much about diabetes? Um, what words of advice? Number one, you're not alone. You are definitely not alone. There's a lot of uh, programs that you can go into with kids with diabetes, adults with diabetes. Um, the doctors would probably let you know more about that, but um, you're not alone as a diabetic. Don't be, well, my, my, my main thing is don't feel ashamed because it's something that you weren't able to control. You're not able to control type one diabetes. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. It's how you handle it and how you take control of it that matters at that point, because there's no going back. Once you're a type one, until they find that cure, that's you, that insulin is your heart, you know, so my my advice would be just 
accept it and seek help. Seek help because it's okay. We all need help. We all need learn. We don't know everything. So seek help and don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of being a diabetic because it's okay. It's normal and it's life. Just stay positive and and like I said, seek the help. More, the more help, the better. That's, that's great advice. In fact, like the, getting the help, I think that's a common, common theme in a lot of our podcast episodes. It's, you know, seek the help, whatever it is. Don't be afraid. Yep. Don't be ashamed to ask. Like there's groups for all kinds of, you know, illnesses now, like we have the resources, uh, perhaps maybe like, you know, the generation of our parents didn't know or because language barriers, but now we're this generation, like there's resources to so seek the help and whatever it is that you need that help. And so, um, thank you. Yes. Thank you for saying that and sharing that. Definitely. Yep. And Carolina, I want to, I want to just mention something because, you know, we jumped in right when we're like, okay, tell us a little bit, like, even we know you're from the band, you're like, jump into your story. And you're saying you were getting emotional, and you're getting, you know, you were being very real about it. It's like, this is a real thing for you. This is something that you deal with yeah. since you've been 15. You suffered, you noticed it with your daughter, you're like, hold on, we're gonna stop it. But one thing I want to say is that there's, there's two different kind of people in this world. There's the kind of people that you know, get hit with some sort of diagnosis or an illness. And they're like, they just kind of say like, well, I give up. I don't know what to do. And they don't change their life. I mean, they in the sense of like, sometimes these are wake up calls, right? They're like, hey, take care of you. You have one body, you have one, you know, and, you, and you're given this opportunity to to continue to live and live, live to your fullest, like you said. And then some people just choose not to. For you, there was no other way. You were like, and then that's the other type of person, right? They're like, well, Thank you. Now I know what I have, and I'm gonna. And you took full control and ownership of what this was, right. and you've owned it since then. And you haven't let it be. You haven't let it been a weakness of you. You've let it. You live with it, and not you know. And you're not letting it keep you from living. So right. I'm very happy to hear that you're one of those that didn't have to have several situations or moments where you had scares and having to go to the hospital again. It was like, I was 15. I suffered then. And from that moment on, I got up and I figured out how I was going to take care of me every day of my life going forward. So props to you for that, because that's hard AF, especially as a teen, like, man, I could barely even want to brush my teeth at 15. Okay. Or my, not only my teeth, but my, 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 my hair, like, you know, like how, how would I, any young teenager or young person that's trying to figure themselves out, even figure mm -hmm. out how to take care of themselves, like what they're going to eat, how to take care of their medicine. Like, so props to you for sure. Like, I, I feel that you were a very mature 15 year old and you took action into your own hands. So I, I guess I just like, I, I follow you on Instagram because you donated your fitness, your, some sessions in uh for our launch in san francisco so i started following you since then and i'm like dang this woman is legit like you live your life it seems like to the word like you're you like you oh, keep yeah. your word to I yourself I, yeah i don't and, i don't just uh, you know if i'm if i'm speaking it if i'm telling you it's because i live i just don't walk the walk i talk the talk and i do i walk it and i live it and i breathe it and i i don't do it to show off i don't no i do it because i've worked hard to do what I do and to get where I'm at and to get where I'm at, where I was him, you know, getting back into my regular jeans and getting, it's not easy, you know? So, but I do it because I'm like, and I said, promote it because I'm like, I want you guys to see that I do work hard. I don't, it's not given to me. I'm not, it's not right. just handed like here. Okay. Here's the chamber. You're going to change your whole body in one second. 
Yeah, you put in the work. I put in the work. And I know that it's challenging when you have like, you're a mommy of three. I am a recent mom of four. And man, as it is, like you're doing so many things, like you said, like you have all these different jobs. And as it is, motherhood is difficult, right? And challenging and taking care of you to be able to be a present and healthy mom is already two different jobs for you um, that some of us don't have to like think of, right? But I think with that, it's like, um, you mentioned that your husband like kind of che- also like knows you so well. He goes, "Hey, go check your sugar." So like, how do you being busy? Being a mom is busy. Being yes. a you know being an, uh, an instructor, fitness instructor, a fitness coach is also busy because you have your clients to worry about. You have your children to worry about. You have your household to maintain. You have life to live. So how uh-huh. do you take care of you in that sense? Like, how do you stay balanced in the from sugar level uh-huh. to just life, homie? Because we know it takes a lot. We want to know. I'm the boring one, right? Like I am structure, rituals, and I'm in bed by 8.30 with him. Like I'm all about routine. So I don't play. My friends know too. Like, girl, bye. If this party is past 8 o'clock, bye. (laughs) I love that. I would have to really be like, I really have to love you from there, you know? My friend's having her 40th, and luckily it's at 1 p.m. at a winery. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I was like, <laughs> like yes. Um, so I I feel, and this is in general, when someone wants to live their life accordingly to how they want it, it has there has to be a routine. There has to be schedule. Like it just it just doesn't happen with you being everywhere, especially with so many kids. Like you have to have your time, which is your me time without guilt. Um, You have to have your family time. Then, you know, figure out a way to have you just you and your husband time. That might be later on because it takes more time before you can have that. But you have to learn how to separate everything because the reality is, is that if you, the mother are not happy, the house is not happy. Right. So if we're not happy, ain't nobody happy because I definitely don't want my husband happy and my kids. Y'all just just can go like I can't. <laughs> right. Your whole, demeanor, your whole attitude. You can see. Yeah. It, right. So that's why they say wives happy house happy. Right. Moms are happy. Kids are happy. So you want to make sure you take care of you. You make yourself priority. You don't do that. You will re you will see the consequences of you not being happy. And it's not called selfish. You're not being selfish because you're giving yourself that me time. It's you're doing it because in the long run, it's going to benefit your family because you'll be a happier person. I've learned to do that because I'm like, no, we, we, we need a happy home. And if, if your me time is going to get your nails and if your me time is going to work out, which that's my me time, if your me time is to go for a walk or to go to Target, whatever, it's your time where you hear zero kids, zero mommy, zero anything. You should be able to get that out of the seven days. You should be able to get that three days a week at least. Dang. For now we're going to talk to Otto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And this is crazy. It's so funny because right now we're just adjusting to a new schedule. 
like last week we had a um, was it when did we have the podcast about talking about fair play like the you know making sure that we have like split chores and I think it was released last Wednesday or the previous, but yeah, it was, it was re really recent. Like super recently, we just had the conversation. And I'm like, we're in the thick of it with like three little ones. Like Gato, our kids are four, three, two, and a three-month-old. But the four-year-old just turned five. And they're like, they're all going to be turning, you know, in the beginning of the year, turning four and three. And then the newborn will be the one that's one in, in, in the right. summer. But we're in the thick of like little babies. And we have... A four baby gang like four babies right that they're just like mom mom dad 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 so it's really constant right. um but we're it we're in that moment of like he just started a new job so this week he flew out today he flew out today and this the last few months that he was in between jobs you know he took on a lot of the responsibility and i didn't have to ask him but he was just like Gosh, you're, oh, sorry to intro. you're very nice because <laughs> I, told my, I told my husband your job better not make you travel within the first year of having Santiago straight up. The thing is like his jobs recently haven't had to, but he, the, the, he's an engineer, an engineer. So what he has to do is distribution centers are out of the city. They're usually in very different parts of the country. So that's what he does. So it's not like, I'm like, mm -mm, you can't travel. Then it's like, Oh, mouths can't be fed then. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, he, he can have another manager. If it was like, okay, then you won't get paid then. Okay. But in this case, yeah, he, he, he has other managers. that. Yeah. Go. But it's rough. So we're now like this right now, everything that you're, you're, you're saying that you just said in this last answering this last question is like really hitting home because that is what we need to do. Like this last, this last week was mental prep for me. Um, in the sense of like, I need to be ready to show up for my family in the sense, in the way that I haven't had to the last mm -hmm. couple of months or the last few months, you know? So scheduling the, the kid routines, the drop off the pickups, you know, I'm scheduling my level of Latina time. I'm scheduling like just the, trying to figure out where's going to be the me time because it's going to be crazy. And you right. just like every aspect that you just hit, like, the me time without the guilt, like we preach a guilt-free evolution to like our clients. Mm -hmm. We tell them like, no matter what it is you're working on, like if you don't take care of you, you need to, you know, you, you need to be able to do things guilt-free. Like there's no reason that you should feel bad for showing up as a bet as your best self by taking that time away by doing the things that you love. So right now I was just like, yes, girl. Yes. I was typing everything down because I need to, I need that reminder constantly. Like I'm human outside of being a coach outside of being anything else. Like, I'm human and I need that reminder that like um there is there is a benefit to having structure. There is a benefit to having a routine and there is a benefit of taking care of you. And that is the end goal ends up being like every like outside of everyone else being okay, you're good to show up for everybody right. else. So man, you were just preaching to the choir and I was just like, yes, yes. And when you said three times a week, I was like, Argh! Let me see how I can do the three times a week, yo. <laughs> I will make it work, you know. Do you, do, really, are your kids at home, or do you have them in daycare? Or how? Are all they my kids are. Well, all my kids had been home, so now Gali, the oldest, is in TK, so she goes to school till two. Um, the second one is in preschool till noon, and I have the two little ones at home. So I have the two-year-old with me and the three-month-old. So okay, and then um, on. And then Otto works Monday through Friday. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Monday through Friday, and he has nine to five job basically. If he's yeah. Not traveling. If he's not traveling, not traveling, it's nine to five. Yeah. So as of now, he'll be traveling maybe once a month for a week at a time. So it's it's you know, gonna. What be kind of start work? 
I'm over here trying to get her one day. <laughs> You're over here coaching, coaching her. Over here coach coaching me, girl. Her. Coach me, girl. No, it's it's definitely gonna be. It's we're gonna like right now. It's like understanding all of our schedules because like, we the new baby. You know, like it knocked things out of the way, and it's understanding how she's doing. And I know everyone says like, well, they need to adapt to your schedule. Yeah, there's there's that too. But things are just constantly changing. But he'll be, you know, when he's in, he he makes sure I do that. Like he's like, what do we what do we need? And he we got a cleaning lady, we got a nanny to help us out. You know, we got we get babysitters, and it's it's not that he's not supportive. It's just like he always tells me, I want well, you to if succeed. You have a nanny, if you have a nanny, does the nanny watch the babies during the day? So right now it's my suegra or my mom and my nanny right now we're in transition to a new one. We had some, we had a situation that we had to just be like, okay, we need to get a new one. And it's been hard trying to find someone that we trust. So in between nannies right now, we're going, um, we're having my suegra and my mom kind of take over and help out. And that's a whole nother list of laundry things that we have to handle with each mama because everyone's so different. No, but anyway. I only let my mom with baby baby. The other two can go with my other my in law, my mother in law. But my ba- baby baby is only my mom, and my mom comes Tuesday Thursdays, and um, she that's my me time. Yeah. So she takes over, and then now obviously when she when I start working again November first, then she comes to watch me because I'm working. I put in my schedule two hours of me time. Oh, good. So I'm not coming home till I have my me time. Perfect. That's great. Being, being with my clients is not me time. If so me, that's being with my yeah. Clients, it's, no, you're working. You're definitely working. But I can also say, you know what? I feel bad. Like I shouldn't do that. Like I should. You know, that's all going to run through my mind. But I'm like, no. I need my me time. This is my me time. And the good thing is that you have people you trust. There's people like you know. There's someone right. that's at home with your kids that you love. That loves them. That loves you. That wants to make sure that you're a good mommy too. You know. Because, you know, our moms, exactly. our moms could definitely be the ones to be like, you're not being a good mama. What's happening? You know, you should be doing this. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how I felt yesterday. I was like, all right, I've taken care of this. Like, I need to go back home and get here at a reasonable time. Because Luis was with my, um, you know, and Salinas with my in-laws and with the girls. And he had left the day before. And I, I told my parents, I told my parents, I'm going to go home now. Because I need a few hours to myself to do whatever it is I need to do so that I can prepare and be, you know, prepare for the week and like, kind of like just, you know, relax and, and re-energize myself. So I got here. Um, I didn't make the best food choices that, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it during the week. But I got here. I got here. I drove back from Hayward. I, uh, I walked to Safeway. I was like, ah, I want chips, you know, and maybe a little thing of ice cream. So I went, I walked to, I'm like. I walked to Safeway. I'm going to put in my little, my little steps for, for, for Sunday. And I did, and I came back and I was just watching like, um, you know, random stuff on Netflix. And then I had my two hours. I had my two hours, but I, because I needed that, I needed that. And I didn't feel guilty. And, um, you know, I just, that's what I needed to get, you know, started with the week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there's that physical exhaustion that you need that physical rest. And there's sometimes that mental exhaustion and then the emotional parts that come in, come into it too. So those two hours are gonna definitely, definitely going to be helpful in the sense of like just doing the right thing that you need. So if it means talking to your friends, right, Ceci? If it means yes. going for you know working out, like Caro says, that's her, that's her, that's her, her, her me time. It's like I, to, I want to take care of myself physically. It's like not I have to. It's she wants to. Mm-hmm. And for me right now, it's definitely like I'm trying to get the rest that I need. I, there's it's no sleeping with babies nonstop. You know when you have four little ones. Yeah, that's so, harsh. 
<laughs> it is harsh. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm 40 going on 60. If you, if, if, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Are you guys done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, he just had his vasectomy. I love him for that. He was like, don't worry, I've got this. I was like, you know, so I'm like, it's perfect. We're like, okay, let's start and enjoy these babies. Let's enjoy them. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. I know you earlier in the story, you were telling us that at 15, you know, you got diagnosed. And and after that, you've been really like just took charge of taking care of yourself. And you kind of give us a hint into, into your fitness journey. Um, and how it's helped you manage, but can I give us a little more detail? Like what kicked it off? Um, and what, 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 what did you enjoy doing? Like what kicked off the, the fitness journey? And then in the, this is one of the reasons how you help maintain that your, your diabetes and manage your diabetes. But what, are, like, what are the things that you remind yourself on a daily? That's like, this is so necessary to help me keep going. Like, how did you start and how, what's so necessary to keep going? Um, as far as like my fit, like being a personal trainer or yeah, your, my, your fitness journey. Yeah. They're personal trainer. Oh yeah. So the diabetes, I was 15 when I got it. Right. So that the diabetes wasn't, I would say it was part of the reason, but my main reason for becoming a trainer was the fact that when I had my daughter, when I was pregnant with her and I had her, I, I did not know who I was. I was like, Ooh, this body is just like out of control. Like I might look like, I might seem like I'm exaggerating. You okay with us? Um, I might seem like I'm exaggerating, but if I were to show you a picture, it, it, I just didn't look like myself. And then I'd go to the gym and I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, I guess my thing is, is that helping moms, women who've had babies to know that they can be the person they used to be. They just going to have to work for it. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I worked with a trainer for a year and a half. I'd work out with him in the mornings. I mean, the evenings I'd go do cardio in the mornings. I, I, I was kicking my butt. And that's when he told me, he's like, why don't you like, you love this so much. Like you live here now, basically like, why don't you just um, help other people and become a trainer? And I'm like, huh? So my initial reason for becoming a trainer was because I was becoming addicted to working out and Mm. my body was Mm -hmm. changing drastically and I loved doing it. So it was, it came from, it it started from me just being on a treadmill, like a hamster because that's all I did. I didn't know anything about weights. I didn't know anything to working out with him and cussing them out half the time that I was working out with him <laughs> to loving everything. So, and then the diabetes came in play to, I was like, you know what? And then that's when I started off with a few diabetics and I was like, wow, I can like really help people too with diabetes. You know, this is crazy. Like it kind of like just flew, it flowed. It, it just kind of went with it, you know? So, and I'm thankful and Thank God every day that I've been able to maintain my business and maintain my training business and have two children within the 11 years because I already had my daughter um, of doing it and still coming back to my business. Um, You know, because when you run your own business, it's not the easiest thing to have to go on maternity leave and and then you're like, okay, am I going to, what's going to go on after I, I get, you know, I'm gone for a couple months. So I'm thankful for that. Um, and just, you know, I just, 
I just, you know, it, it, the journey of diabetes and fitness go together, but it wasn't my main reason of becoming a trainer. My main reason was to help moms feel better about themselves physically and mentally. Cause this, the fitness is not just physically. It's a mental thing too. It definitely is. Sometimes you get to a point where you just want to work out just to mentally feel better. Forget the physical part, right? It's like, I just need 100%. to mentally feel better. Yes. 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 I, I do that with running. I'm like, I just need to get out there. I just need to run a little bit and I, I'm going to be okay mentally. And unfortunately, social media has kind of, you know, it's starting to influence people to do different shenanigans that just doesn't make sense to me to look better and to, to feel better and because they compare themselves too much. And it's just like, it's crazy how much, how much, how it's changed society. I have to, you know, tell my daughter every day, you're beautiful. There's no need to, you know, it's just so many things yeah. you got to do now because yeah. it's just so much access to, to all kinds of like negativity towards people's bodies towards yeah crazy like yeah people are yeah. quick quick to judge you they don't know you and they're quick to say hey that's gordita you look at that longita right there you know like yeah. it's if people that you know are can tell you that imagine people that you don't know and what they can just hurtful yeah. like things that hurtful like can hurt you so harsh um but I really, I really love that, that you're like, you know, it didn't start um, because I wanted to be a, a fitness coach and it didn't start because of the diabetes. It was because I didn't recognize myself. I, you know, that part of you, uh, that body that has, you know, has been taking care of you, the body that's been carrying you through every aspect of your life. You were just like, who, what is it? Who is it? It's not mine. And, right. you know, some of us, when we become moms, there's this loss of identity in general. Like who, who, what's my, no, what's my new role? What's this? And some of us land into it. Okay. And like, it's just part of the process. But mm -hmm. if something's not sitting with you, right. Especially when it has to do with you, you find a way to take care of you. Like you said, we've been, it's the yeah. ongoing theme. And I love the fact that you were like, you know, the diabetes, that was the second part of it. It was going to help me with that, but it was really about me and taking care of me and me feeling comfortable in my skin. And mm -hmm. then going to, I want to help other women do that. So that, that right. I think that's awesome because a lot of times it's hard for us women. We're 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 unique creatures, you know. We we want to we we say we want to support each other, and then there's always some little way of like, ah, uh, se cree mucho, or ah, look at that, everything's so easy for her. But mm -hmm. the thing is that everything is work. Everything is work, and the fact that they make it look so easy, or someone makes it look so easy, is because they have put in the work to now it becomes second nature in whatever thing you're doing. And in your case, it's been your this this fitness journey. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on having your, your second, your third baby and and still being able to continue your business and, and, and encourage and inspire women and your clients to continue to take care of themselves. So great work for that, Mama. Thank you. Yeah. And so we're going to go on with our signature question because we're almost getting to the end of our podcast and having you on here. And this question, obviously, is we just really love it because at this point of our lives, now we're like, we've had some time to kind of reflect on our, on our past and our youth. So what advice or words of wisdom would you give your 25-year-old self now, Caro? It makes you think and go back to that decade. I'm curious on why 25. Is that because I had my daughter at 25? I had my daughter at 25. Oh, we had no idea, girl. Well, really, no. We had no idea. We just always yeah, ask that question. And sometimes, you know, we have oh. younger uh, guests on here, so we kind of change it. But we can, like, you know, it's just the 25 age is kind of like that 
benchmark for some reason that we have, you know, we were, it was either you can do this or you can do that. It was a very, it's like a benchmark age, but not in particular. If this is for you though, if it hits that spot, then let us know. I mean, you know, I always say if I could have waited a little longer to have my daughter, I would still want her, but just a little older. I feel 25. I had just started. I had just graduated college. So it was a lot. Um, so 25, yeah, 25 hits the mark because I found out that on my 25th birthday, I was pregnant with her. So yeah, it was, it was a shock. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but she's here now, 13 beautiful, and I would never take it back. So yeah. 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 You live and you learn. You live yep. and you learn. I had my first at 35 and it was a great experience. However, I sometimes thought like, if I, if I could have just had her a little bit younger, like if I would have just known, if this could have just happened a little sooner, I would have have a little more energy, you know, all this stuff. But the thing is that these our babies come into into this world when it's like the right time for you. Mm-hmm. Not because you decided it's the right time, but because you know the universe, God, they it, they just like you know what I'm, you need a little little bit of this. Let me sprinkle you with a surprise of of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, you know, and then it was. And, I, and it felt like I was a single mom. I still was with her dad, but he lived in Fairfield. There was a correctional officer. So it was like his hours were crazy. So my mom would help a lot. And then it just didn't work out when she was a year and a half. So then we separated. And then that's when I met my husband when my daughter was four. I was blessed with him. Yeah, because he really, he didn't have kids. And I was just like, I don't know about you. But then he proved me different. He proved me wrong. I was like, whoa, okay. So, and he's since Day one, he's never said my stepdaughter. He's always said my daughter. And, and and he's never treated her any different than these two. So, and his dad, her dad is a part of her life too, you know? So it, it, it just, it all, in God's plans, it all works out. It, it just, it does, you know? But my younger self, more patient. It's true, my older self, what am I talking about? Patience, <laughs> we all need patience. We all need patience, yes. Patience, yes. Patience is important. Patience is key. Keeps me yes, from choking my little ones every so often. Like, ah, not every so often. Keeps me from choking them in general, overall. <laughs> you know, I tell, I tell Ceci and Irene all the time, I'm like, damn, I can understand how some parents can just snap and like really, you know, hurt their kids because yeah, it's hard. I and mm-hmm. I can see that and I understand them. I'm not saying it's right, but it definitely, it helps you understand things in different yeah. So like having, having kids just changes everything. So if anyone listening, anyone and everyone that's listening to our podcast today, you know, it, it's, it's challenging having kids. And it's, and, and I think the ultimate, te- like the ultimate key holder to this success in, in, in having your family success and doing, you know, having and running a successful business, is really you. And so if you need to take care of yourself and for some of us, it's, yes, it's challenging, you know, you need to have certain resources, but there's got to be something that you can do to take care of you to avoid going into situations that are going to cause some sort of harm or, 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 or challenge to you that you cannot or you feel you cannot overcome. So or ask for help. That's always big because I'm like, people do not like to ask for help. And it's like, ask for help. I always say just because someone's smiling doesn't mean they have it all together. Just because someone's smiling doesn't mean they're going they're not going through yeah. like it. Yeah. Books are very deceiving. So you need to ask for help. You need to ask somebody if they need help. Even if they look like they got it all together. Like, 
do you need anything? Do you? I've learned that. I've so learned that. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to ask her. I don't care if she's looks, she's fine. I'm still going to ask her, you know, just good to ask, you know, cause you don't know what's going on through somebody's mind or, you know, some people fake the fun till they break, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're like, wait, you're too well put together. Come here. Let me talk to you for a second. Exactly. Let me give you a hug. Right. <laughs> That's in the last 10 seconds and you're going to probably break down in second seven. So let's hold on to right. each other. Right. All yes. right. Got it. So, you know, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, thank you for having your baby on with us and sharing also your, your nuggets. I mean, there's so much to, to really learn from this episode and like being patient, asking for help to really taking care of us ourselves to be able to show up better for everyone else. And no, you're not alone with diabetes. You're not alone. You're not alone. Girl. So thank you so much. Yeah. You're not alone. Everyone listen to that, hear that. And um, is there is there any way that our listeners can find you if they have any specific questions or to find out about your services as a fitness coach? Let us know. Uh, Share that. Yes, I mean they can find me on my on my Instagram. I always put everything about my fitness stuff on my Instagram. Um, C Fitness nineteen eighty four. That's my name on social media. On my Facebook is Carolina Pan. It's my name. Um, they can message me. They can DM me. If they know anybody that has diabetes and needs help, whatever, I'm here to help. Yeah, I've, I've helped a lot of people through social media in general with the diabetes. Some people didn't know I had it till I said it. So they were like, oh, what? And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember, like, just thinking back, I'm like, I don't think I, you know, I realized that when we were in high school. But again, I was, you know, I'm like two years older than you. So I didn't realize that until, like, you know, you said it and you put it out there. So thank you for putting it out there and, you know, sharing your stories with us today no problem thank you for having me it was great i enjoyed it yeah thanks carolina i know that earlier we made a joke we're like carolina pan and like like pan dulce we're like oh and you're like and then i can't really have a pan dulce but i'm sure you find a way to have what you need and what you want Con yeah vida. so if i want a pan dulce i will go and buy one and have it but to buy a bag and bring it home is just why would i do that to myself? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so thank you so much, Caro. It was great having you. And um, if anyone has any questions, you guys know where to find us. Everyone, thank you for being so patient with us today. Caro, thank you again for, um, for being here with us. And we're all set. Thank you. Thank you so much, Caro.